and thank you for tuning in to Voices from Room. On this podcast, writers, activists, poets, artists, and analysts who have contributed to Room talk about themselves, their work, and the complex problems our world faces. Room is open for submissions for our next issue until January 5th, 2024. To read more and to submit your work, visit us online at analytic-room.com. My name is Isaac Sloan, and I'm joined by Aneta Stoinich. Hi, Aneta. Hi, Isaac, and everyone who's listening. It is my great pleasure and privilege, really, to uh, welcome our guest today, uh, Shegofa Shabazz. She's a university student. She was a director of an organization in Afghanistan with programs for women's and girls' empowerment. But then the Taliban took over Afghanistan. The program could not continue, and she fled Afghanistan. Besides her own organization activities, Shabazz worked, works as a volunteer with many other organizations. She has very big dreams and is developing her abilities and skills for the day she goes back to Afghanistan to work for women's and girls' empowerment. She believes that one day Afghanistan will be free and peaceful and developed country. And uh, Shegofa is here today with us uh, due to uh, the piece that she has contributed to Room, titled Letter to the United Nations in which she uh, makes a plea for the girls and women of Afghanistan. Welcome, Shigofa. And I would really like you to start us off with uh, telling us a bit about this uh, very uh, moving and, and important letter and uh, about the process of writing it and how it came about. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so delighted to be here. Uh, actually, the idea of writing letter to the United Nations came from the pain that I felt by hearing about Afghanistan. The letter that I have written to the United Nations is about the pain of millions of people in a forgotten part of the world. Uh, it's so painful when I hear that women in Afghanistan do not have basic human rights. Whenever I see the news on social media and speak to my friends who are in Afghanistan, it's all about the restrictions on women. The restrictions on women is increasing day by day in Afghanistan. Women suffer from mental health problems and there is no organization in Afghanistan to defend human rights. People also cannot raise their voice because if they raise their voice, they will be punished by Taliban. I have written this letter to the United Nations to raise the voice of people who suffer from Taliban's injustice. Could you tell us a little bit about how uh, how did it how did it happen that how did this about the trajectory of this letter to Rome? Because I think that that's also an interesting that would be an interesting story for our listeners and. I personally find it very important because I think that this is really your piece really shows maybe in the the most the the one of the most beautiful ways how uh, writing can make a make an impact and how having something out there and having something published can really make uh, make an impact impact and kind of like get to the 
uh, get put your word out. This is something that that we really uh, value and try to to nurture in room. So maybe you can tell us something about that. When I wrote this letter to the United Nations uh, for the first time, I asked my teacher uh, to check my letter and uh, tell me about the grammar mistakes and the structure of this writing. When uh, she checked my letter, she said that it's very moving and uh, it's so important and you can send it to the room. Uh, you may know my teacher, she is uh, Sarah Taber, Miss Sarah Taber, and uh, she always encouraged me to write and continue writing. So when she uh, checked my letter, she just said that it's very perfect and you can uh, send it to room. And uh, I decided to send, to send it to room. And uh, after a while, I got an email from room that my letter uh, has been accepted to publication and it was really good news for me because uh, I felt like my voice and the voice of millions of girls in Afghanistan uh, will be heard and uh, it was a kind of relief for me. Well, Shagofa, you write about something that is so important for so many people and also important for more people to understand. And you put what you're writing about in your own voice, which really helps your readers uh, grasp something. Uh, can you say a little bit about bringing your own voice into this? The idea of writing this letter came from the pain that I felt by hearing about Afghanistan. Whenever I talk to my friends, they just say that the situation in Afghanistan is not really good. Uh, there is lots of restrictions for women. And so when I was hearing these things, I was suffering a lot. And um, I decided to do something. I decided to raise their voice and uh, uh, write something. And I didn't know to whom should I write this, these things and to which address should I send it, this letter. Uh, but I I thought that maybe someone from a part of the world can hear my voice and uh, can take action for women's freedom in Afghanistan. When it was published by Rome, I I was so happy and also uh, when I got email from. Uh, IPSF Committee of United Nations, uh, it was really good news for me because I thought that maybe the world could be aware by this action. So, Yeah, so for our listeners who might not know this, uh, the United Nations has a subcommittee dedicated to the International Psychoanalytic Association. The subcommittee read Shagofa's letter in room and invited her to speak with them directly. After talking to Shagofa, the committee decided to register a formal complaint on her behalf at the UN, and they're now in the process of uh, finding other international platforms to amplify her voice. Uh, if that wasn't enough, her letter was also brought to the attention of uh, President Biden recently. 
Shagofa, what was it like to talk to this committee about the mental health of Afghani women? Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what that was like? Uh, the meeting with the IPSF committee of the United Nations was uh, very helpful because uh, they declared their help. They declared their help and um, said that we will help women in Afghanistan and we will raise their voice in one of the meetings that we will have soon in the United Nations. I think it was a step forward to advocate for the rights of Afghan women. Shikofa, you personally had a, uh, a your personal your personal journey, your personal trajectory in Afghanistan and and in ba- Bangladesh. At a certain point, you had to uh, you fled Afghanistan. You had to leave. And uh, could you could you tell us about uh, about that uh, that experience? And you were an activist in Afghanistan. You were involved in in uh, uh, in organizing, and then uh, and then it all stopped, and you had to and you had to leave. I was born and raised in Afghanistan. I'm from a middle class family, and my family always supported me to continue my education and study. I studied at uh, a private high school. Uh, in Kabul, Afghanistan, by the name of Koshan High School. And beside my school studies, I was member of cultural committee and uh, the manager of library for three years. Also, I was the director of Royal Shirin Cultural Group. And uh, that was a small organization with the programs for women empowerment. And uh, we had many programs, like we we were celebrating 8th of March in Kabul. And also we had some art expo and reading competitions. And uh, we aimed to empower women in Afghanistan. Also, I had many activities with other organizations in, in Kabul and uh, we were somehow working for women and girls. But when the Taliban took over Afghanistan, I was not able to continue my education and activities. And uh, I applied for scholarship at the Asian University for Women, and I got admission letter from Asian University for Women on September 2021. I started my educational journey at AEW on January 2022. Living away from family was a big challenge for me, but I decided to study and become an independent and strong person who can help other people. Here at AEW, besides my studies, I take part in some programs. Last year, I was pre-UG representative and uh, member of student government. That was a really good experience for me because I could learn many new skills. I'm trying to help other girls who are in Afghanistan to get scholarships and educational opportunities. 
I have a social media page by the name of Roya Shirin, and I post educational opportunities for girls and women in Afghanistan. That, that, that's a really admirable work, especially for a, a young person like, like yourself. I'm, I'm realizing that you're probably the youngest person we've ever had on the podcast. Um, and uh, I can also, um, as, as you're talking about all the activism that you've been doing and involvement in uh, women's movement, uh, I'm acutely aware how that must be involved with a certain uh, amount of, of risk and, and vulnerability for uh, for yourself, maybe for also people who are close to you. And um, I'm wondering if you would be comfortable to uh, share with us a little bit about about that, if you if you would want to tell us about, if you think that that's something you could speak to. I think being a girl who wants to study and continue her education in Afghanistan is a risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, although when we had our governments in Afghanistan and the situation was somehow good. It was not easy for a girl to continue education and have activities. The discrimination was all over Afghanistan. And uh, of course, there was many risks for us to have programs for women, but we, we decided to continue this way to help women as much as we can. We didn't have very big programs or activities, but in our own society, in our small society, we had programs to avert women from their rights. In our team, we were seven girls and uh, we all were from the same school and uh, in our school all of our teachers say that you're a kind of brave girls and always they encouraged us to continue this way and uh, yes for sure it was a big risk for us to have programs especially for women as you know the Afghanistan is a country that somehow it's a kind of catch for girls and women. And uh, it's not easy for girls to work, to have activities and uh, be independent. You know, I hear that amidst a lot of suffering and difficulty and risk, uh, that you found community and certain teachers and have had some experiences that have helped you cultivate dreams of your own. I love that in your bio, it says that you have very big dreams. It's such a beautiful thing to share. Uh, And I wonder if you could tell us some about your dreams. I have very big dreams. And... uh... My first priority is to continue my education. And I want to study my master and PhD degree in one of the best universities in the world. Also, I want to have programs for women empowerment in Afghanistan. 
after finishing my studies and graduating from PhD, I want to go back to Afghanistan and have programs for Afghanistan and people. Uh, there are so many people in Afghanistan that they are not aware of their own rights. And uh, I want to have programs for them to be aware. And uh, I want to make universities and school for people to study and to be aware. I know that there may be very big challenges in my way, but this is my dream and I want to follow this dream. That is a wonderful dream, Shigofa. And, uh, and you are really uh, uh, taking important steps on, on, uh, on that path taking with a lot of courage and taking all the all the risks and one thing that really strikes me in what you said uh is the importance of education that you are uh that you are emphasizing and the power of of education the power of knowledge the power of knowing that the empowerment that comes from knowing one's rights and knowing what can be possible because how can one dream if if you don't even know what what can be what can be possible and uh and i i just want to point that out because sometimes in the in parts of the world where uh education is more accessible to everyone uh we take that for granted and uh and this uh value uh that knowledge really brings on a on an individual personal level and uh, uh on the collective level to to societies and to building up uh, uh communities and societies is something that is really important so thank you uh thank you for reminding us of that is there anything that you would like to uh use this opportunity to uh, a message that you would like to use this opportunity to share i mean like you've been sharing a lot already but is there something some something more that you would like to a message that i want the world to know is that they should not be silent when afghanistan is in a very bad situation mm -hmm. you know it has been two years that Taliban took over Afghanistan and women do not have the basic human rights. People suffer from the restrictions and the world is just silent. Mm -hmm. And I want the world and all the human rights organizations to break the silence. I want them to take action against the cruelty and injustice in Afghanistan. I want them to take action for freedom and education of women in Afghanistan. Uh, unfortunately, all the countries who always considered themselves as human rights defenders, they have remained silent and I want them to break the silence and take some necessary actions. You know, reasons for silence are uh, 
certainly complicated. I would not want to kind of like put you on a spot to ask you why do you think that that is happening. Although I would I would welcome your thoughts on that as well. Uh, but I'm also thinking about the ways in which you, as a as a young person from uh, from Afghanistan, speaking from your own experience, how in a way. You're also using this opportunity and the opportunity with your letter to uh, also educate on on how how things are and how stark the difference and how stark the change was for people in Afghanistan when Taliban came to came came to power. Which I think that maybe uh, not everyone is really uh, uh, aware of that kind of like how it was before and how it was after the 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 the, the kind of a difference that was uh, uh the kind of a change that was introduced and the 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 level at which the uh freedoms that existed were uh were disappeared from the time that Taliban came to the power although the situation may seem somehow very normal but as we are in contact with people who are in Afghanistan and me, myself, I was three or four months in Afghanistan when Taliban was in power. Mm -hmm. It's not a good situation. It's really, really hard for people to live in Afghanistan. I think all those groups that named themselves as Taliban or Daesh or any other names. They just want to prohibit people from improving, from being aware, because they are afraid of people's awareness. They are afraid of educated people. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think the biggest challenge for Taliban and other groups is the awareness of people. Because if people be aware, they will not allow any oppression or injustice. And, uh, you know, Taliban just do inhuman actions against people of Afghanistan. They are a group of wild people. They took women from the streets for different excuses like hijab or talking to a man. And they they take them to prisons and they sexually abuse women. But no one know, knows it, this situation because no one can raise their voice. If they raise their voice, they will be punished. I know many women and girls who raise their voice and they punished by Taliban. And also in different parts of Afghanistan, they just make their own roles and do operation against people of Afghanistan. They do not allow people to play music 
in the Norwegian party. They do not allow boys to have any haircut that they want. They go to the people's home every time that they like. And it's a kind of disaster, I think. Thank you for sharing that with us. You know, I'm really struck by how much awareness uh, and speaking up are so important. And as you've said, uh, something that is also so silenced. So thank you so much for speaking up and helping us become uh, more aware. I really appreciate your activities and for having me today. And also thank you for publishing my letter. And it was so helpful. Thank you for writing it. And thank you for speaking to us and, and all of our listeners today.